You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the Bomber Brothers Podcast with Ryan and Sean Chichester. Swung on and driven to deep left. Toward the line. She is gone. Aaron Judge lined one right down the line. Swung on and lined a right center field. It is a face hit. Grounding third. Scoring kind of from left off. And the Yankees win the ball game with two in the bottom of the ninth. Hit in the air to left center. It is high. It is far. It is gone. It's a grand slam. Oh, a Stantonian home run. Talking all things Yankees baseball. All right. Hello, everybody. Let's do this again. Another Bomber Brothers podcast. Sean Ryan back to talk more Yankees baseball, more crappy Yankees baseball as the team continues to slide. Losers of eight of 10. They went two and seven on what was a terrible road trip from hell. But, um, If you want to keep fueling your angers and concerns about the Yankees and listen to us twice a week, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe. Brought to you by WFAN and Odyssey. Sean, uh, how are you feeling? Terrible. Just terrible, man. Um, What a a rough series. Um, And it's a shame, too, because we got the IKF game finally in, in this series. And that Saturday night was a really fun baseball game, but Friday was painful. And Sunday was excruciating when you just have that wet noodle of an offense. And then you have the in the middle of that putrid performance, the uh, the A-Rod and Jeter talk on on ESPN2 was was extremely awkward and, and also tough to watch, just like the just like the Yankees offense was this weekend. And I mean, last night I think was the worst offensive performance the team has had this this season, and I know they've they've been no hit. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> um, they like they had two singles, and like after that they had one batted ball in play that was that was had an expected batting average of over three hundred, I believe, and that was it. And it was just terrible. They were making terrible contact. And I don't know. I felt like they swung and missed. There were a lot of pitches this series, especially in the the uh, extra innings on Friday. Um, a lot of balls were were right there, and I understand stuff plays, but I, I felt like now they're just in their heads because they're missing pitches right down the chute. And uh, yeah, something something needs to change uh, here with the offense pretty quickly. Um, really, I mean, I know IKF had a really good game on 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 Saturday, but I don't know about you, but Donaldson is swinging through a lot of pitches. Hicks is a non-factor. Torres looks like he's completely abandoned his approach from the first half and, and is, is pulling off the ball quite a bit lately. Um, I, I, I think, you know, we need to need, need to see a little bit, or not a little bit. My thing, I know we need to see more out of, out of these players or maybe it's time to give Florial a look in, in center. Maybe it's time to, 
bring up. I mean, Peraza keeps knocking the cover off the ball. He had what two triples and a homer the other day. So I don't know. Yeah, well, we're gonna have to wait another three or four days before he gets called up because they're not gonna do it before the uh, service time clock. Yeah, I know, I know that. But what about bringing up Florial now? What do you think about that? I mean, I would Le- love Le- it. Castro or Hicks stink. Yeah, they're both terrible. I mean, well, Le Castro made a nice catch um, at the wall last night. Good for him, but he can't hit. Hicks is, um, I don't know. We, we've we've been on this podcast so many times talking about how Hicks is looking better and Hicks is on a bit of a good run, and you think maybe he's going to get it back. And in in reality. We haven't seen Hicks play any consistently good baseball since 2018. And a lot of that's because of injuries. I understand that. But, I mean, we're also just four years removed from any kind of consistently productive Hicks. And um, I'm through waiting or thinking that anything else is going to come of Hicks other than being incredibly streaky or just mainly bad. I think this is just who he is. I mean, I know I know there was plenty of promise when he first got here because of what he showed when he was healthy, but now even when he is healthy, we're talking about this has been a full healthy season and he's been he's been bad and trending towards worse lately as we get into the the downstretch of the the season when he should be putting that wrist injury even further behind him. And then when he was mainly healthy before the wrist injury last year, he was really bad. So it, yes. Floriel, bring him up. Sure. Um, it's not really an inspiring move for me just because Floriel has been bad every time he's come been called up. And I know he's a former hype prospect. I just don't uh, – it won't really bring me too much excitement other than we get to watch somebody other than Hicks. So, sure, bring him up. At this point, try anything because this offense looks terrible. They've scored three runs or less in each of the last five games. Like you said, they look god-awful last night. I mean – Michael Waka, I know he's been good. I know he's um I know he's given a lot of these Yankees hitters troubles in the past, but this is his first start since since June and the Yankees are just doing everything they can to help him coast through coast through this game. What was he oh, at 40 pitches or something through four perfect innings or something like that? It was like he was on pace to have one of the most economical games I've ever seen. Like yeah, at least was, at least make them work a little bit, and then when the offense does make somebody work, like Eovaldi in the in the series opener, then they let him off the ropes, like they've done to pitchers so many times through this stretch, and then they can't get anything else going. They put themselves, and I know this is on Holmes and the bullpen, and which has its own problems now. But I mean, you you have you, you get Eovaldi's pitch count up and start getting ready to get into a into that. Boston bullpen, but then you let him off the ropes and he goes six innings, even though you had, even though you had eight hits and then, and then Holmes gives it up, but a two, one lead in the ninth inning at Fenway, it's not more times than not, not going to get it done. I mean, it was just a bad showing by the offense as a whole. And like you said, um, Torres is a, a huge, huge concern. He was knocking the cover off the ball through, what was it like? early to mid July, I would yeah, say like heading into the all-star break. We were like, he should be an all-star. Exactly. And, and since then he's batting 158 with a 445 OPS. And that's through 23 games. That's a 
decent chunk of a season and it's a pretty big sample size and he's been terrible. And now we've got, now we've got LeMahieu batting, battling foot stuff, which Yankee fans are all too familiar with because, because of Luke Voigt. I'm, I'm kind of excited. If Voigt led the league in home runs with the year he battled foot stuff, LeMahieu <laughs> <laughs> might become Babe Ruth. No, that, that sucks. And I think it's off his drive leg too. And, and he hasn't looked right the last couple of games. So maybe it's, yeah, and he said he's been he said he's been battling this for five days or something like that. So now he's got to go through imaging, and just with the way things are right now, wouldn't be surprised if we get an update in a few hours. And they're like, "Oh, MRI reveals that TJ LeMahieu has no right foot." Yeah, and and he's gone. And Stanton's supposed to start a rehab assignment this week. Hopefully that happens. They badly need his bat back. I mean. With how he hits against the Red Sox with all these close games this weekend, he could have been a huge difference maker. So they definitely missed him. But the rest of the lineup without him has to has to start doing something. I mean, if if they if they had ruined, if they had um not taken advantage of IKF hitting his first ever first home run as a Yankee and then a safety squeeze bunt, it would have been even worse. But they still found a chance to ruin another good Domingo Herman start of all people, which is super frustrating when they get any kind of efficiency out of him. I mean, six innings and one run allowed from Herman. That's the second straight start, and they can't get a win because the offense isn't doing a thing. So it's uh, it's been it's been frustrating. I did not enjoy watching much of this, and of course, the one fun game I is the one I did not watch live because. I was at a Goo Goo Dolls concert. Well, why don't you slide from the best? But the Yankees best are sliding <laughs> from the best team ever to still ten games up. The Blue Jays don't want to win anymore either. Um, yeah, speaking of yeah, speaking of Jeter on the K Rod, they need to send the Blue Jays a gift basket for yeah. being so bad during this stretch because they somehow still have a double digit lead. Um, yeah, for sure. the The first game was. I, I don't normally think like this when I'm watching a game, but around the seventh inning, you can feel that they were probably going to lose that game. It was a weird feeling to me. Just they had wasted so many opportunities and you have this whole Holmes dynamic. I just felt like, wow, there's so much working against them in this game. They haven't taken advantage. And also like Friday was different to me than Sunday. Obviously the Yankees scored two runs, well, big offensive performance, but the Yankees had hit the ball hard quite a bit on, on Friday into outs, even in extra innings Rizzo. Um, I think the mm-hmm. highest expecting batting average of the game was on Rizzo's line out in extras. Um, but the Yankees had hit the ball hard a couple of times just into, you know, the Red Sox made some good plays and um, that, you know, that happens, but um you know, they, they, they didn't tack on and then you get to Holmes and, you know, I, I thought Holmes should have been three batter minimum in, in that inning. Um, I know, I know you, you think, oh, it's your closer, but he's been showing signs for a while now. And I think they need to uh, either phantom IL stint him or, or, you know, just give him a, a week just to kind of reset and figure it out. I don't know what he looks like in his bullpens, but his, his control is horrible. And uh, and he w- walks himself into trouble more times than not. Now, I mean, are you are are you of the mindset that we're going back to Chapman? Like another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. That's, that's, what, I'm afra- that's what I'm afraid of. I, I, I mean, I, it, it's, it's scary, but Chapman's looked fantastic. The yeah, last Chapman, Chapman has looked a lot better. But on, look, I mean, we've talked about this before. Chapman could look dominant through the rest mm-hmm. of the regular season, and I will still be petrified if he's on the mound in the ninth inning of a playoff game. But no, you're right. I mean, right now, if you ha- if I had to pick, I would, God, I can't believe I'm even saying this, but yeah, I would pick Chapman over Holmes right now in the ninth inning because now it's Holmes who can't find the plate, which is what Chapman usually struggles with. Um, I thought giving Efros a try was was a good idea by by Boone in the ninth because he's been really good with the Cubs all year. And he's great just for the, for the gifts. Yeah. <laughs> His reactions are legendary. Yeah, we've got our own uh, new generation of of Jabba. <laughs> but yeah, I mean Holmes I, I mean I know we we could say like Boone or us could say, "Oh, you know, he's our closer. We got to stick with him." But I don't I don't know if Holmes is our closer. He he was dominant from the, the trade last year up until a couple months ago, but when the Yankees are getting to a, a point right now where they need to start not just getting back on track, but also getting a better feel for how they want to deploy their their bullpen in October. And if this is how Holmes is, you, you can't afford to be toying with these experiments of oh maybe he'll maybe he'll come out of it maybe maybe he won't. So I'm I'm ready to give Chapman a try. Uh, keep keep rolling Efros out there, but but like you said, I think it's time to. Maybe some kind of phantom phantom IL stint for Holmes. It's certainly been a bummer watching him decline the way he has, because just because of how dominant and fun he was to watch earlier in the season. But it's uh, ha- yeah, hasn't hasn't been great. You look at his uh, in zone percentage by month through this season, and it's just a steady decline through the months bottoming out at 35.6 percent uh in july it's actually been a tick up in august smaller sample size but yeah i'm uh i'm ready ready to go ahead roll roll chapman out there see if he can find regain his early 2021 form even even if it's not um even if it's not an IL stint in 2017, they demoted Chapman. Remember he was pitching in mm-hmm. seventh, like even when they had that brawl against the Tigers, he was pitching at the time and it was like the sixth or seventh inning, but he eventually refound it and eventually became the closer again. And aside from the one game in Houston, he pitched really well in the 2017 postseason. And, oh, yeah. you know, I, I think they, they need to really think about, we, can't keep running this back over and over again because we're they've lost games they should have won and there's a lot of good options down there like Efros I honestly just you know I've only watched a pitch with the Yankees and I don't I don't know what else he brings to the table but he was fine in his thing I I love Wandy I think Wandy's got the uh Wandy's got the mental makeup to be a closer or to, to he don't he doesn't care man he's out there he's just he's like he reminds me of Nestor where he just has confidence and and you know maybe not the best stuff but he has the mindset for it or you just go with Chapman 
and you know we'll see what see what happens but there's enough guys there where they can kind of figure this out um and you know you got to start straightening out Holmes you got to start straightening out Loizaga too I mean he he's Loizaga showing signs of getting back on track which I think is is huge but um we got to we got to figure the bullpen out there's there's so many pieces I think the rotation is what the rotation is you have to work out the bullpen and they need to fix the lineup so they have two huge tasks ahead of them and a month and a half to do it um so and you know we we got to see what what I know they're not going to bring up Peraza in, until they can manipulate his service time but at this point you you can't keep rolling out a bunch of zeros at at a short third and center you got to start making some changes in my opinion even if Stanton comes back you're still going to have at least three spots in the lineup I would even say three and a half because anytime you don't have Trevino catching, you're not, you know, I mean, I know Higgy hit a homer last week, but you know, you, you got to start kind of plugging those holes with something that can, something that produces results. Well, that's what, that's what I think should be a concern as we get closer to the playoffs is that, you know, you, all right. So for shortstop, there is a potential solution, at least in our minds, you know, call up Peraza. He's been tearing it up at, at AAA, the Yankees clearly value him a lot. So bring him up, take over IKF spot, although with how much they love IKF, that Saturday performance probably bought him another two months of immunity. But beyond beyond that, I, I know you said Floriel, but I don't know how much he's gonna move the needle despite how bad Hicks has been. I mean, he hopefully, you know, he could. We could Maybe if, even if it's for a week or so, we can get a Greg Allen type situation or, or whatever may happen. But outside of that, like, I don't know, what's what solution is there for Donaldson at third? I don't I don't know who else could come in and and help out in that regard. Thankfully, it seems like Benintendi is performing performing better. But just for some of these positions, like shortstop and third or center field. I guess they're waiting on Bader too, but it just doesn't seem like there's any immediate impact solutions that they could they could turn to. And it's almost like they're just gonna have to keep waiting it out and hoping some of these guys turn it around. And this late in the season, I don't really have confidence in in that possibility. Like IKF and Donaldson on the left side of the infield and Hicks in center. If that's what scares me is that if that's what the Yankees decide to roll out there in October and in the playoffs, I I can't even see this team lasting six games against a team like the Astros in a seven game series. Oh yeah. And you know, I, I I think like there's a common refrain of like, Oh, well, once Stanton gets back this, I mean, judge has been, I know he didn't have the best series overall this, this weekend, but yeah, he never goes at Fenway. He's still getting on base. And I mean, it, so Judge was red hot going into this series before Rizzo's back acted up. He was swinging the bat really well. So it's not like, oh, uh, because they don't have protection, Stan, uh, Rizzo and Judge have, you know, have been cool. They, they were doing well. You're just you're adding one bat to the lineup, which is big. But after you go, let's say, LeMahieu, Judge, Rizzo, Stanton, after that, what excites you in the lineup when you're when you're at full strength? Um, Torres used to be one of those, but not anymore. Yeah. Like terrible. And 
I mean, I know it stinks to have lost Matt Carpenter, and we probably didn't spend enough time on this last episode because we were just so angry over the way that the <laughs> yeah. next two games went. Uh, myself more than you, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting there. Uh, I know you're angry on the inside, and you just don't want you know you're a lot more controlled than I am. Um, but I think you know I, you can't be like, oh well, we lost. Carpenter is, was a bonus. He was he was sprinkles on the Sunday, like you were in, and they were really good sprinkles. But you weren't expecting that. And you knew that uh, Gallo was volatile, so it's not like you know what I mean. But af- after those top four, who who are you getting excited about? I mean, Ben Intendi, he's he's a slap hitter. He, I mean, it, you know, he's not going to do any real damage. It, no. It's it, it, it's even when they get Stanton back, it's a bad situation, is what I'm trying to say. 